I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. Howdy, folks. I hope we're having a good day today. So for this episode, I figured I'd like to interview my mother. So, Mom, please say hey to our viewers. Hi, viewers. Um, thank you very much for having me today, Sam. I hope everybody is doing great out there. I think so. I think they are, too. So my first question to you is, what does having an autistic child mean to you? Well, when you say autistic child, you are you. Sam is my, you know, my child is Sam Mitchell, and that's you. And um, a lot of times I don't even think about you being autistic because you are you. And brainwiring is brainwiring. I, I think a certain way. You think a certain way. Our family members think a certain way. So I guess to me it just means having a child, having a child um, named Sam Mitchell. Oh, you're so sweet. What were your first thoughts when you learned that I had autism? Well, I'm not going to lie. I was scared. I didn't quite understand what that was. Um, I'm a teacher. And so I had some students that had had autism in my class. So I knew a little bit of what to look for. But when you were two, and even younger than that, when you were a baby or a toddler, we, you know, we noticed that as far as development, you weren't quite on track. Kids do that, though, sometimes. So I wasn't real, real worried. But as you got older, things were a little bit different. I was a little bit afraid. And I didn't quite, like I said, I didn't understand what it was. I immediately wanted to figure out a way to make things just better. And the more that I learned about autism, you can't do that. Um, it is what it is. And what we uh, started, we started reading about autism and coping strategies and, you know, trying to find ways to um, make you successful um, along with the services you received in school and then outside services. And I, you know, to this day, I think it's paid off because you're doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. I think I'm doing a good job too. But what do you mean when I, when I wasn't on track? Can you def elaborate on that a little more? Yeah, sure. I I remember, you know, you didn't really roll over when you should have. You crawled late. You um, walked when you were about a year old. So that was okay. Whenever you were two years old, you were saying very few words. And But then when you started talking, you talked and talked and talked, just like you still do today. So, but I guess what, I guess what I'm saying is your milestones. Kids hit those at different points, but I kind of, you know, noticed something. And, and honestly, when, when we suspected you had autism, we, we thought, okay, so how are we going to handle this? And I kind of went through a period where I, I don't know, I would, like I said, I was scared and I just didn't know what the future held. And I kind of blamed myself because I thought, did I do something wrong? But now I realize... And I've realized for a long time, there's nothing wrong. Autism is not wrong. Autism is brainwiring. And there's nothing wrong with people who have autism. It's just thinking processes in the way that they think. So I got you. That makes more sense. Speaking of brain, how do you think my brain operates on a daily life? I think that your brain operates the way that it should. And it. I think your brain operates genetically. So... I mean, I think that everybody perceives things differently. I look at the world differently than, you know, my parents. I look at the world differently than my students. We all look at the world differently, and I just think that's what it is. Everybody has struggles. You have struggles. I have struggles. I just, I just try to think about it. It's really no different with what people handle on a daily basis. You are you, and I'm me, and I just think your brain operates the way Sam Mitchell's brain operates. Yeah, I, I kind of mentioned that before when the mire of the highway, I do think differently than others because, like I said, like the honesty versus bluntness, mire of the highway, people would be like plan Bs. 
and could, they could tell the difference easily, but I don't, unfortunately, but I'm working on it still. And then I hope to figure that out one day, but that's exactly what you said. That's exactly what I said in my episode. So it's just kind of funny how we both said that. Yeah. yeah. So, but what do you think goes in my brain exactly? Like, what do you think my personal interests are? Oh, well, just based on watching you grow up, I can definitely tell when something clicks with you. I know with the podcasting and with the media, that's definitely, I can tell a passion of yours. As you get older, I hope that you find other passions and I hope, you know, that you find your way in the world and, you know, you got to get a job that makes money and get education or get some sort of training. It doesn't have to be a four-year school. It just needs to be, you know, a, a plan. You need to have a plan and you need to have goals. Um, so I can tell that when you understand something, you really understand it. And um, that's good. That's that's not a bad thing. So that's how I, that, that's what I, how I feel that kind of you think on a daily basis. So how do you know, how do you know, like when something clicks, like what's a signal? Am I like, like abracadabra or like what's a signal? Well, I don't know about abracadabra. I wish it were as easy as abracadabra, but um, I can tell, I think that uh, you show a lot of interest in it. And sometimes, you know, you've had an episode where you kind of, I think, or, or maybe you will in the future, where you think really hard about things. Um, you're much, it's not so much obsessive anymore. It's just, you you are a deep thinker. And a lot of people that have autism are deep thinkers. It's just the way that a lot of people's brain works. Um, but when you really, really are passionate about it, you talk about it a lot. Try to think, how can I do this? How can I do it better? And you set goals for yourself. And that's that's really, really good. And I think that's what people with autism or anybody um, should do for themselves. Yeah, it's kind of like in the future of something I make is overanalyzing. So what's something that you not know about you? Like, what's a surprise fact that I don't know about you? Like, what's something I never knew about you? As you've gotten older, I don't think that you realize how much I worry. And I try to get that under control because you're a young man, you're growing up, and you're going to do great things. But I don't think kids in general or teenagers, when they start driving or, you know, when their parents are thinking about their future, I don't think that until you live that, until you're a parent, I don't think people understand how parents worry. And I don't think that you understand that sometimes. And it's okay that you don't. I didn't understand it with my parents until I came a parent, became a parent. Um, but I think that's one thing that you probably don't realize how much I worry about you. Oh, that's so sweet of you. Thank you. Well, but, I, but I don't worry about you for the wrong reasons. I just, it's just regular parent worry because you're doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Every parent probably worries. I'm, I'm not Marcia. a parent, of course. I'm, I'm not going to drop out of school to be a parent. <laughs> but yeah, I can see what you mean. Well, speaking of parents, what's something your parents did or like discipline wise that you have never done to me or you promised that I'm not going to do this? I'm not going to do what? my mom did or what my dad did? Well, I think my parents did a really good job raising um, me. So I don't really, I, I did a lot of things the same way. I guess one thing that I can think of is my parents believed in spanking. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But as you got older, you know, if I swatted your butt because you were doing something, it didn't work very well. And so at a pretty early age, your dad and I decided that we weren't going to do that um, anymore. So we started putting you in timeout and we started taking things away and you had to earn it back. And that seemed like that worked better for you. And I think that all kids are different. There's not just one right way to discipline. You kind of have to look at how your kids react to things. I know you told me that surprise effect, but can you give me like a general surprise effect? Like for example, maybe you like olives and I didn't know that. Like can you tell me a general surprise fact that I don't know about you? Like maybe a hobby that you that you like that I don't know about or 
something I never knew about you. Well, I'd really have to think about that. But um, one thing I can think of is, I mean, you know how much I love music, but I don't know if you really know how much I love music. Um, I would much rather listen to music than watch TV or watch a movie. Music to me is soothing. I like all different genres of music. Sometimes I listen to rap, but you probably know that because you hear me doing it. I hear you. I'm a big fan of music too. That's that's actually really cool. Now we have something more in common. High five that. For sure. So I've learned how you are over the years, and this is what I think. You are a motherly person, and not just to me, to other students, and to anyone in the world, to any student. And you can have fun, like with students, with me, with anyone. But when it comes time to get business, you stri- you switch into this like strict, hardcore mode, like this person. Why are you like that exactly? I'm not trying to critique you. It's just that I just want to want, want to know why. Well, again, I think it's all in brain wiring. I mean, you know, why do you think the way that you think? Why do I think the way that I think? And and I I think a lot of it is brain wiring um, and genetics. I I feel like I I try to find a balance of being a realistic person, but then also having fun because I like to do both. I like to get things done. I am a goal-oriented person, and if I'm going to do something, then I want to do it right the first time. And so I think that's where that comes from. But I also like to laugh, and I also like to be silly and um, have fun. So if you have both, then I think you're a well-balanced person. So that I think that's why I can do that. Holy crap. I think that's me, actually. Aren't we alike? People, in case you don't notice, we are very act-alike. So our, if pers- you, our, our personalities are the yeah. same. I mean... I mean, here's that's the proof right there. We just knew what we were going to say. <laughs> For sure. So now I want you to describe me. That's a loaded question because there are so many things about you. If I were going to describe you, the first thing that comes to my mind is the most kind-hearted person I think that I have ever met in my life. You constantly are thinking of others. You would rather give gifts than receive gifts. You have a heart of gold. And I think that's you. Um, you know, we've we've raised you to be a respectful young man, and you are, but a lot of it is all you. That is what you, the, the path that you've chosen to do, and we're really proud of you for that. Um, you're very kind-hearted. You're, you're just, you're a great guy, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. Now, also, I know you gave me good, but what's one thing bad that you've seen as a mother? Like, what's something I can improve on? Well, do you have all day? No, I'm kidding. I'm just Gee, joking. thanks. I'm just joking. Um, No, completely joking. No, I mean, everybody has improvements. There's tons of things that I need to improve on. That's just being human. You know, I think with you, probably being more patient, you know, when you're trying to figure things out, you are a result person. You like to see results quicker sometimes than results can happen. And I know you're working on that. But yeah, I would would think that if if you wanted to um, go through schooling, if you want to, you know, you're going to get a job one of these days, you know, to survive, you're going to have to learn patience because that's a that's a big key factor in making it. I got you. I agree with you. I, you know, I feel like if I was on an AGT and they're announcing the winner, like the winner is, I'd probably pee myself. <laughs> Please don't do that. But what is the most rewarding and difficult thing about having a son with autism? To me, instead of my son with autism, you are our son. That's the bottom line. You're our son. You're Sam Mitchell. And the most rewarding thing is me being able to raise you. Me being, and, and your dad too. Like all, that's, to me, that's just rewarding within itself. 
But as far as like the most difficult thing, you're a typical teenager. <laughs> I think that if you talk to any mother or father or grandparent, aunt and uncle, whoever's, who's ever raised a teenager, it's difficult no matter what. So even if you take autism out of the, out of the category, it's tough anyway. So I, to, to me, you're Sam. It's just, you're just a, a person and you're doing a really good job. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So now let's tell me about your job because we all have jobs. Well, at least successful adults do most of them. Anyway, can you tell me about your occupation? How have you been doing it? Why do you enjoy it? And who or what inspired you to do that job? And when did you decide to do that job? Whoa. Okay. Well, I have um, been a teacher for several years, and I teach eighth grade. I love it most days. Um, with any job, it's challenging. You know, you're not going to find a job where you uh, don't have hard days. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I had a, a really a couple good English teachers in high school. And then I also, it's just very easy for me. Um, you know, any kind of math or science really, it just really threw me for a loop and it still does. But English always came very, very easy. And I'm, I feel like I'm a creative person and I just get it. I just understand it. And I enjoy it. I enjoy teaching that to kids. So now what is your paradise? Like, what's your favorite food? Like, what can be like, if I said, hey, I'm, this is your supper for the night. Or you could go on this island and that's where you live. Where, what would you eat for the rest of your life? So why, so what's your paradise meal basically? And why is it your favorite? Well, unfortunately, I really like to eat food that's not good for me. And I wish that, I mean, I do, I'm not a picky eater, so I like to eat all kinds of foods. Um, But I really, really love macaroni and cheese and cheeseburgers and donuts. Unfortunately, those are, and chips. Those are my weaknesses. Um, But I try, I try to eat, um, healthy when I can. So I really do like most fruits. I love most vegetables. Um, so I, I like about everything. I'm not a picky person. Me neither. I mean, I tried salad the other day and I was, it was pretty good. I think, I think you're Scooby and Shaggy basically. <laughs> Except I don't think you're going to eat Scooby snacks. I think I'll just have to bribe you with a cheeseburger now. Well, and the, your taste buds change as you get older. So, you know, that is that true. Happens. That is true. I mean, I used to love barbecue chicken. Now look at me. <laughs> Eating I like crazy. I don't even, I don't eat anymore. So now, what's your favorite movie or TV show of all time, and why do you like it? One of my favorite movies is Stand By Me. It's an older movie, but I remember watching it a lot as a kid. Um, I just, I liked the characters. I liked the storyline. I really like movies with good endings. I like them with twists at the end. So um, I enjoyed watching, it's called Enemy of the State with Will Smith, because there was a really good twist ending. We just watched a movie, remember? couple nights ago, uh, Gemini Man, Will Smith again. Um, I just, I like movies that make me think and that surprise me at the end. I don't like predictable movies. The same way with books. I like twists at the end. I got you. You like that surprise twist. Yes. I got you. I got you. I think that's why you maybe, maybe don't like Marvel as much because they have some surprise twists. Yeah, no, no, I do like Marvel. Probably not as much as you do, but um, I do enjoy those. You know, we watch those. My very favorite Marvel uh, character is the Black Panther. He is, I think he's pretty underrated. I think that um, it sounds silly, crazy to say that about a, a Marvel character, but I just don't think he gets the attention that he deserves. Um, where they live, Wakanda, it's full of African culture, and I just, he's my very, very favorite Marvel character. Well, Mom, I hate to tell you, you ain't my favorite, but I respect your opinion. Sure. So what's been your favorite vacation that you've ever taken with me, dad, both of us, or just by yourself? And why did you enjoy that vacation very much? 
I can think of a time that I went to Destin, um, loved traveling there. Uh, I've been on a cruise, and that was an absolute awesome experience. You know, I do like to go to tropical places. I also like to go to places where I can learn. So, you know, we've taken trips to Richmond, Virginia, learned about all the history there, loved that. Uh, went to the Edgar Allan Poe Museum. So I enjoy that. I, li- I like museums, and I like to go places where I can learn. What are some of your personal interests, and why do you enjoy those? Well, I really like to be healthy. And, and I try very, very hard to be healthy, but I struggle with it sometimes. So um, I really do like to be active and exercise because I know that um, after I do that, I'm going to feel so much better. I'm trying to think of what else. I love music. I love to read any kind of books. I like to, in the summertime, really like to go outside and be outdoors. Um, so, and, and I love, you know, I love my family. I love spending time with my family. Yeah, I do too. I love spending time with you guys too. I mean, yeah. we, we're fun people, so. <laughs> of course. And I forgot to ask you too. I'm surprised you didn't mention the D.C. trip. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, I've been to Washington, D.C. several times. I used to plan the trip uh, and take students. But after doing it for a long time, I stepped away and, uh, you know, other people are planning that. So I've been there several times and, and have enjoyed it, but I've been there enough. Ten times is enough. See, the sad thing is, guys, she won't take me again. <laughs> Come on, Mom, take me there, please. I probably please. will sometime. Yeah, give me more viewers, and maybe, guys, make sure she <laughs> force her to do if you have to. <laughs> yeah, thumbs up if I think if they think I should take you. Bingo. <laughs> That's a girl right there. What is your proudest ac- accomplishments you ever made in your life? One of my biggest accomplishments is having you as a son, honestly. And I know a lot of times, you know, it's kind of cliche to say this, but... It's true, but you know, when uh, being a parent, when your children accomplish something, uh, you feel very, very proud of that. So I feel like, um, you know, when you, you got your black belt, when you've done so well in school, when you succeed at something, I become really, really proud. I'm proud of my family. I'm very, very proud of them and just really proud of you, Sam, honestly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you're proud of me because of this. I mean, very proud of you. Are there any good me- memories that you would like to tell our viewers about? If you do, why do you remember the memory the most? And it doesn't have to be with me. It can be with me. It can be with dad. It can be with anyone that you know. Well, I mean, the day that you were born is the proudest, best memory that I have in my life. Um, when I got married was was a really, really awesome, memorable moment. And just, I, you know, getting my first teaching job, starting my career, you were pretty small. And I remember just being so excited to get that going. Um, so it's really just the big milestones in my life that um, stand out to me. Yeah, I bet you those are big milestones. I hope they'll be big milestones for me like that one day. Now, what's the funniest memory you've had as a child to now? Well, when I was growing up, my uh, dad, he's funny. Um, he can be serious for sure, but I just remember joking a lot as a kid. And so there really are too many memories to narrow it down to. But if, if I think of a funny memory, it usually had to do with my dad. It had to do with your dad? I thought it'd be your brother. Or my brother. <laughs> Want to tell him about the drowning mattress story? Uh, well, one time my um, brother got underneath the mattress in the creek, and I don't know why the mattress was there, but it had soaked up and saturated a bunch of water, and he tried to swim under it, and he didn't make it very far. And we still tease him about that to this day. 
I tease him about it too. If <laughs> we but we all do. Uh, so this is the last question. What advice would you give other parents who are raising a child with autism? Yeah, that's a really good question because I've been asked that question before. But I think the big, I can think of a million things whenever you say that. But the main thing that I can think of is you have to be patient. You have to be patient with any child. It is, whew, raising a child in general is, can be very difficult, but just one of the most rewarding things or the most rewarding thing I've ever experienced. But I think patience is the key. I think also being patient and trying your best to understand them, but at the same time, um, you have to be firm. And it's hard, it has been harder to be firmer with a child who has autism because you don't want to punish a child for something that they can't help. But at the same time, um, we have to, we have to get our children ready for the real world. And if they're babied too much, then they're going to have employers that don't baby. And they're going to be in for a shock whenever they get to the real world. So I would say to any parent that has a child with autism or whatever age, you just got to do the best that you can. And you're not going to be perfect. I'm not a perfect parent, and I've never claimed to be. um, But I hope that I've done some things right along the way. And I, I think that's the biggest thing is is being patient and knowing what your child can and can't do, just in general, autism or not. Well, I think they're a pretty good parent. You're well, done, thank you. You've done your job, I think. So is there anything else you'd like to tell our viewers about autism or anything? I will just say I'm very proud of my son for doing this. Uh, I hope that he does get viewers. And um, when Sam started doing this podcast, uh, he and I kind of talked about what is the purpose of the podcast? What do you What do you want to happen? Are you trying to entertain people? Are you trying to educate people, inform people? What are you doing? And he kind of responded kind of all three. But I think that the um, the thing that he hopes to get the most out of this is, is what the conversation he and I have had is um, helping people, helping people that are newly diagnosed or helping parents kind of know what to do. Um, because I spent, I spent time lost not really understanding what is the next step here. And um, I'm not saying that we figured everything out for sure, um, but we figured some things out and we would help anybody that needed it. I got you. And here's the deal with the firmness. I take firm as being mean. I mean, I don't like that way. I don't like being talked like a firm, like I'm some dummy, to be honest Mm -hmm. with you. Because when you talk firm, to me, I feel like you're degrading me and Mm -hmm. you're talking to me like I'm a puppet. I know. I completely understand that. I'm thinking back to like when I was a kid, I thought the same way. But being a parent now, um, the firmness is to help success in the future, I think. And, and I think there's a fine line between between being firm and too firm. And I don't think that I've ever been too firm with you, but firmness is, is, a, is a necessity if you're raising a child. And until you experience it, you probably won't believe me, and that's okay. That's just something that has to be learned. Yeah, I'll probably have to learn that as the future goes on. Well, thank you for doing this, Mom, and I love you. I love you too, Sam, and I'm very proud of you, and thank you for listening. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Please tune in for another episode coming very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much.